Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a bourbon group or you are a store or a distillery and you need custom laser etched glassware at wholesale prices, that means the prices are pretty damn good, y'all. Check out distilleryproducts.com. I am happy to get you in touch with them. It is a family-owned and operated business. Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks over there at distilleryproducts.com. They not only have laser etched glassware, they also have awesome swag like customized flasks and other cool things like drink stirs. Check it all out. Go to distilleryproducts.com, see for yourself, and reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with them. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. It is summer. Summer is hot. It's hot everywhere. You need a cooler that is going to be able to hold ice while it's hot. And Orca Coolers has that. They also have awesome tumblers. They have a barrel tumbler. It looks like a little whiskey barrel. Check them all out at orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON and get 20% off your order. That's D-A-D-S-E-A-S-O-N. Make sure to check them out. Get a cooler or a tumbler. I mean, that cooler holds ice three, four, five days, no problem. I mean, you open that thing up after a few days, the ice looks like you just put it in there. Make sure to go to orcacoolers.com and use code DADSEASON. Zeke, we know you're back on the market, and I love listening to... The blunders you have as you're going through this next stage of your life. I mean, is that okay to say? Do you want me to change it up? <laughs> stage of my life sounds drastic. I'm trying to just be sensitive here. I know. I know. If nothing else. That sounds way too, uh, way too adultish for me to ever consider myself. I mean, you are an adult man baby with two kids. I still got hair on my head, though. You do have a great head of hair, ladies. He has a nice, disease free, nice hair. Good guy, Zeke Baker. Tell us about blunders. So my uh, latest and greatest, especially, you know, I'm bad to read things and not really pay attention or like take it for what it is. So I'm like complaining about the heat and, uh, you know, weather and kids having a soccer match and stuff. I'm like, yeah, like, pretty sure like middle of the day, I ought to be like, you know, tired, time to shower again, change clothes, just going to be drenched. I get a reply of, oof. Maybe I can watch. I think so about the soccer match. I'm like, that's weird. Why don't you want to watch my kids play soccer? You missed it. She wanted to watch you take a shower. I mean, I don't know. I was like reading back through my phone later. I'm like, hold on. I think I completely botched this really badly, but I'm also glad because I'm not recording a shower. Jesus. <laughs> Nothing about that sounds. Maybe it was a shock and all kind of thing. And I'm just too dumb to read it. Didn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> Moving on. everyone my name is john edwards and with me as always is zeke baker and together we make the dad's drinking bourbon i'm still a little in shock but wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us a part of your day zeke is not looking soapy he's got all of his clothes on i'm very happy about this how are you my friend yeah i mean you won't even talk to me when i'm in the shower much less the pooper you talked to me this morning when you were in the shower what are you talking about was i yeah we were on the phone I mean, it was early. Zeke gave me an early phone call this morning. It was like 7.15. I was like, all right, I got to get Sophia to school. I got Sophia to school. And then I was like, let me call you right back. I called you back and you're like, all right, I got to get ready for work. And I could totally hear that you were in the shower. 
and the phone was away. Like you didn't say I'm getting in the shower, but it was blatantly obvious for anyone who was talking with you on the phone that you were in the shower right then. Uh, well, you know, I do like to multitask. But I think it's more important that people understand why you took the phone in the shower. And that is because we have huge news. This is a breaking news bulletin. Zeke Baker has an iPhone 12. I know this mini. is a shocker to a lot of you. It's not a mini. There's no mini iPhone 12. It's just there's the regular size one and the big one. I mean, the box and the website say mini. Oh, I don't have a mini. We're going to have to compare phone sizes because I just have the regular iPhone 12 Pro. Don't worry. I'll find the right angle so it looks bigger. <laughs> That's what you say all the time. <laughs> But this is huge news because for those of you that did not know, Zeke had a little saga here. This has been a saga that has been going on. I want to preface this by the fact that Zeke was not trying to not have a phone. Like he literally did his part. I think he went to the Verizon store and the Apple store and you were told to wait. They were going to send something to you. So like Zeke's phone was literally busted. I mean, like bad. It was cracked more so than normal. He could not receive phone calls. He was literally texting me most of the time on his computer and iPad. I have a picture of the phone. I was apprehensive to even share it. Maybe I will share it after this now that he has a new phone, but I, I took a picture of his phone. Spoiler alert, we are releasing an interview with Joanne Street this Friday. And when Joanne was here, I took a picture of Zeke's phone. It was on its last leg. Yeah. You had already gone to the Verizon store at that point, like you were trying to work this out and they said, hold on, something needs to get shipped to you. So like you were in the process of waiting to get another phone. You went to the Apple store and then they still could not, I'm, I'm telling your story for you. I should let you tell it. It's okay. It, it, it's so painful. I, I really don't want to revisit it. And then even worse, like when the new one's supposed to get here, I'm like following and like keep checking the tracking all day at work. And 20 minutes after I have to leave, hey, your phone's here. You want to come get it? Like, no, I'm not driving back across town in the traffic. Like, F me. Just wasn't my day. Oh, well. Me and Cracky are going strong. My kids laughed. Dad, we see Cracky? I'm like, yeah, here you go, bud. They're like, does that even work? I'm like, barely. Why do you have to rub it in, too? Did you have to turn it in or did you get to keep Cracky? Like, can we frame Cracky? Yeah, they, they, they laughed when they saw that. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, man. Because, you know, these people try to be polite. Like, oh, man. I'm like, no, let it out, buddy. Let it out. Not and at this it. point, they told him that they don't support the iPhone 5 anymore. And that yeah, he, he was perfect. going to have to upgrade to the 12 finally. Verizon is just like, um... This is no longer a valid model. So for those of you wondering, Zeke is mourning. He finally, like four years after everybody, is mourning the loss of the home button. He's still getting used to the swipe up, swipe down thing that has happened from the iPhone 10 forward. You are late to the party here. I will tell you that once you get used to it, it is a million times easier than having the home button and it will feel second nature. I know we've gone way too long talking about your phone, but welcome to 2021. Now everybody is going to expect better pictures from you. I can't guarantee if they'll be better or not, but my trolling game of you will remain at least the same, if not get an uptick. Now that we've got past all of that, it is time, you might have noticed in our opening, that I did not read our third sponsor, and that's because it is the time of year that we love, and this is 
precisely why we love working with Action247.com. And if you want action, get in on the action with Tennessee's first and legal sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans, and that is Action247.com. If you use code DADS100, they will match your deposit up to $400. So that's pretty cool. That's free money right there. That's $400 of free money, Zeke. But what we're going to do, and we're going to do a running list here, and we're going to pick three college football games every week. We do live in SEC country. College football is more of a religion down here. If y'all want us to do pros, we can do that. But I really think college would be better. And by the end, we will see who picked more games right. Georgia Bulldogs versus the Clemson Tigers. The spread is three and a half points. Clemson's ranked third in the nation. Georgia is ranked fifth. This is a big time matchup for an out of conference game to start the season. Clemson, Georgia, and we're getting her given three and a half. You are plus three and a half. I'll take the dogs in three and a half, although I, I am a bit parched. You would make our very first one of these be uh, where my heart is. I don't know. Five and a three. Clemson always makes it. They're always in the final four. I feel like Georgia just gets close enough to get to the final four, and then somehow it always gets messed up. Is this I mean, you in the final four or the opening game of the season, which especially concerned it's not even conference play, literally does not matter. But it will matter when they are determining who the final four are at the end of the year. This is a huge game that has huge implications right off the bat. First week of the season, as long as it is not just a complete blowout by either side, it won't matter at the end of the season. I mean, I don't want to go against SEC. I really just want to go against Zeke Baker. So I'm going to take Clemson because we have to start this off right. And Zeke and I just can't say the same thing. Well, we still got two more games. I know, but you got to risk it for the biscuit. Next game, I will say we have Alabama, which is ranked number one. And Miami Hurricane and the Miami Hurricanes, and they are ranked 14th. It is the only other ranked game against ranked game going on in week one. This one could really be a blowout, Zeke. The line on this one is 18 and a half. So Alabama is favored by 18 and a half. Miami's getting 18 and a half. Where's the game? It is in Miami. It's all about the U. I didn't look up the freaking weather. Like you look up the weather in Miami on. I didn't know what the game was until you just pulled it out of your butt crack. I know nine. You think I looked up the weather? Like I'm sitting over here like, well, it doesn't sit now. You know what? Action 24, com. You should add in a link to like the local weather forecast for every game. I mean, maybe not everywhere, but this time of year, if you're playing in South Florida, it could easily be impactful. Actually, I'm pretty sure you didn't know this again. You really striking close to the heart. My favorite team growing up was the U. I know this about you, and it is all about the U. It is one of my favorite 30 for 30s on ESPN. I will tell you it is scattered thunderstorms in Miami on Saturday. It's 87 degrees. The humidity is going to be 69%. Wind is coming in at 8%, but a 40% chance of precipitation in the Miami-Dade County area on Saturday, September 4th. You said, what, Miami's getting... 14, 14 and a half, something like that. I mean, the U is getting better, but opening week, Saban has yet to have, you know, a trip up and not had his kids ready to go. I can't imagine this week is any different. I'm still going Bama. I am with you there 100%. I think Alabama is going to come in off the summer way too strong. 
Miami's still going to be figuring it out. Alabama doesn't care where they play. There's no home field advantage playing against Alabama. They are going to destroy you whether or not they're down in Tuscaloosa or not. So last but not least, let's pick an easy one. And we have number 13, Florida, playing at home against Florida Atlantic. Spread is 23. Florida's giving 23. Florida Atlantic is getting 23. It is a night game. It is at home. Because I know Zeke likes to be pampered, it is a 20% chance of precipitation, 63% humidity, and will be 89 degrees by the time the game starts. Might go down to 87 by 9 p.m., but you know we're going to be in the 80s. I can't keep up with all the little Florida schools now because you know it's not just the big two or three that are, are good anymore, but I feel like Florida Atlantic is one of those programs that's been up and coming. The Gators lost a lot. I mean, I think half that damn team went to the draft. I mean, they all jumped ship. Uh, I'll go Atlantic. That's a lot of points. 23 is a lot of points. It's a lot of points to be given up in the very beginning. Or what I at least think is going to be a pretty green team. I'm going to stick my neck out. This might be my downfall this week, or I might end up with a big lead right here, but I'm going to go Florida. All right, moving on. (laughs) Let's get, this has been a... A mess of an episode. I know this is going to be one of those ones where you all want us to keep it tighter. We will do what we can to tighten this up a little bit for the next one. But Zeke, we are drinking Courage and Conviction from our friends at Virginia Distillery Company. This is an American single malt finished in an American bourbon cask. What you might not know is the Courage and Conviction that we've already reviewed. It came of three different casks that were blended together in order to come up with Courage and Conviction. And that was under the tutelage of Dr. Jim Swan. They had bourbon casks, they had sherry casks, and then they had cuvee casks. And then they had a whole bunch of barrels. They split them up into the three different categories and then blended them together. That's courage and conviction. They are now offering those type of barrels on their own now. So you could get cuvee casks, you could get the sherry casks, and you could get the bourbon casks. And when I was talking to them and they wanted us to to get another one, I said, well, let's try the bourbon one. I mean, we are a bourbon review show. It is non-chill filtered. It is bottled in batches to highlight the nuance of each contributing barrel. The first batch released in spring of 2021 is dedicated to Nancy Fraley, which is one of their key mentors. This was aged a minimum of three years. It's 100% malted barley. It is matured in former bourbon casks sourced from Kentucky. So that's what you know. It's at least three years old. I will also tell you that this is 92 proof. It is distilled at Virginia Distilling Company. The batch of this one is Harry Cockburn. Oh, wow. So they actually named their batches? It's not just like 0124A or something? Yep. It has a name. There's a sticker on it and everything. I feel like that's tough. I mean, like if you're preparing for, you know, longevity and whatnot, I mean, what do you do when you run out of names? Well, I think Zeke Baker should be their next batch. I would hate to see my profile in a uh, scotch type product. What did you think about this, Zeke? Now this, I, before we get in, do you want to know price before or after you tell me what you think about it? No, we can can save that for, uh, you know, the joint ramble. I don't think that's essential for tasting notes. Although I will say, um, you know, I'm pretty bad to miss, you know, context clues and, and whatnot. I totally just like fanned this one real bad. So when we're, we're deciding what to review, I just pull this out like, all oh, right, sure, we'll go with this. And I kind of glanced at it and I'm like, ah, 
fairly light color. Maybe it's some, you know, new make from somewhere. I, I don't really recollect courage and conviction either. Soon as I take a little like nip out of the sample bottle, I'm like, oh, Zeke grabbed himself a scotch. Guess I should have realized based on the color and the fact it says bourbon cask. <sighs> anyway, not the first time I've uh, fallen and won't be the last. But it's not a scotch. It's an American single malt. But if it was made over there, it would be a scotch? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, I mean, it's 100% barley. There's other uh, requirements and whatnot, but I think for our level of a listener and scotch fan, we can probably get away with that. Nose-wise, I thought at first it was smoky, and that moved into white fruits. It went into some kind of funk space. I, I can't describe it. Funk is such a... A varied word. I I try not to use it too much. I think we all have our own uh, interpretation, but I kept revisiting it. It kept being the same, and all I could ever write down was funk. So my apologies. Palette. I really felt like this was almost a uh, a tale of two cities or something in essence, or you know Jekyll and Hyde or something. The front end it starts out very light, has a very easy entry, and then towards the middle and back it got a little turbid for me and you know as i revisited this a few times i I felt that that held true and that there was really almost two separate experiences the the front if you kept the you know juice there on the tip of the tongue that other that area the front maintained a a very light fruit profile pears other things that nature green grapes stuff along those lines but then as soon as it gets to the middle of the tongue there's this kick that pops up. And then after the kick, uh, smoke sets in. It has a pretty solid you know, finish that seems pretty tacky and, and definitely adheres to your tongue for a little bit. I can't say it's uh, in my wheelhouse, but I think it has enough scotch qualities from what I've tasted in the scotch realm or American whiskey or American single malt realms where uh, I, I think it would be favorable to those type of fans. I think if you wanted to get an American equivalent to scotch that wasn't as harsh is probably a little more approachable, more towards a Highland scotch than a peat. You know, it's, it's got a little bit of the acetone on the nose, a little bit of the Band-Aid thing. You're 100% spot on. The palate's very fruity and the nose and the palate are two different things and it's light, fruity. It does not taste like... It tastes malty. I know that there is a lot of malted barley in it, but it just really comes out as light and fruit and airy. I think if you're trying to get an American equivalent to a scotch, 100%, this is a great single malt. For people that love single malts, this is going to be your jam, and you will not be disappointed after having this. I think the bourbon cask probably rounds it out pretty nicely and is a good influence on there. We all know that there's plenty of scotches right now that get aged. I mean, they they age their regular scotch in the bourbon cask. So this is kind of normal for scotch to be put in a bourbon cask, which is, I mean, they're finishing it in the bourbon cask, but there's plenty of scotch that is aged 100% the bourbon cask. Yeah, kind of what threw me off, though, was that kick in the middle. I mean, I know there's no rye in there, but as far as what I would describe the the feeling, you know, mimicking, to me, I I get that sensation right around middle two-thirds of the way in on the tongue. It just, like, kicks up and gets big and bold and smoky to me. It's like, whoa, where did all my little fruity friends go? (laughs) I like that. So if this came in at $85, what would you say? It's 
tougher for me to be subjective on price because uh, this type of profile, you know, similar to scotch and whatnot, is not really my jam. And I also don't pay attention to too much of that market when I'm in a store or, or looking at prices of things. So I don't know if that's high or not. Again, my uh, my only input on this one, unfortunately, would be from the scotch I've had and from the friends that drink it and what they tend to deem as being, you know, good and favorable. I think this is right in that wheelhouse for that. 85 doesn't sound absurd for what, you know, you would pay for a bottle. But again, I don't really know scotch that well. So let me just say like a Laphroaig 10 years old would be 50 bucks. Yeah, you, you spoke um, hieroglyphics to me just now. Well, Laphroaig is a brand. I mean, I know that much, but you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that there is a ton of more competition in that space. I just don't know if it drives the price down or they all just kind of keep it equal across the board. Like Lagavulin, 16-year-old Lagavulin typically goes from 80 to 100 bucks. I always kind of tell people my go-to scotch when someone goes, what should I get as a present for someone? <laughs> they want scotch. I go Lagavulin 16. Yes, you're supporting your own GDP. That is the plus. I would just say, I mean, I think if people want something American and they're willing to pay a premium for it, by all means, I'm not going to rail on the price. I think it's a little bit high, but it's also a craft distillery and they're putting it at craft distillery prices. I just think you could still kind of get a premium with it if you put it at 60 and it would be more palatable for the market. But again, we're not necessarily in the scotch market, but you know, three year, and it says at least three years. So we have to assume that there's older whiskey that's in this batch as well. And the youngest one is three years. I don't know. I mean, I just think maybe if I knew the breakdown by year a little bit more on what the blend was, if I knew. Why does that guide you? Does the palate equal the price? I mean, there could be a 10 year bourbon that was horrendous and a three year that i was like man give me two of those i know we just talked about this with george miliotis too but it's for what this is and what we kind of i mean i still knowing scotch better than you i would still kind of put this 20 to 25 bucks too high i'd like to see this yeah, at 60 i think that's probably fair i i just for me coming in at it i would say the profile seems in tune with some stuff and the fact that there were certain faces i didn't make to me it's it's missing some of the elements that really push me away from those type of products uh this is much more to me of like a middle ground and kind of you know if you pour this for me I, i'm gonna be able to you know enjoy a glass or two and not be like uh you got anything else man no i think this is really 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 good i think it's tough if you know scotch to justify the price i think at the same time though if you want to support local you want to support american malts and you want to support just great people at a great distillery every time i talk to the folks over at virginia i really enjoy them awesome people we should probably have them on sometime i just think that compared to other scotch in that price and maybe maybe the comparison i'm just throwing this out here maybe american malts its own category and i need to not think of it compared to scotch that might be something too i mean i thought it was its own category now who is it like westland or whoever that's put out quite a few products oh yeah really I, to expand it 
I mean, there's a whole bunch more that are now putting out American single malts. And I mean, it is its own category, but I need to not compare it to scotch because that's an unfair comparison at this point. It's its own thing. I understand the craft bump and I understand putting it a little bit higher as a craft. I just think it's a lot to ask for to be 15 bucks away from 100. You know, hypothetically, you're father-in-law was a scotch drinker it's july the first you got to buy something to have for the fourth of july celebration america a hundred percent i mean do i think this is a do i think this is a great whiskey yes like i think it's made well i agree with you that i think the things that can kind of get you on scotch this does not have and i like that it's a little fruitier on the palate than you know, what you typically would get depending on where you go in the region in scotland and this is nice and light and fruity and airy i mean hell you could even throw a rock or two in here and uh have a summertime drink it's almost like so fruity that it's almost like a cocktail in a glass i could see that you know the it complements it's got notes that complement each other there's a little bit of uh wood a little bit of fruit everything kind of comes together in the party it's like a big pool party and uh you put a couple of ice cubes in here you go mow the lawn you sit on that riding mower if you got one if you're me you got an electrical mower not very america by the way it is very america we're we're green conscious here yeah that thing wasn't made here please <laughs> I like it. I do. I, I, all that being said about the price, that's me just kind of dissecting the price. But if you like American single malts and you like good whiskey, this is a good whiskey. You would not be upset having this at a bar. If you have more disposable income than I do, go ahead and buy this and you will enjoy it. Do you concur? Good doctor. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, this definitely falls in that realm of not my cup of tea, but I don't find it offensive. And I could easily see how people that gravitate toward this um, you know, category of product find it quite enjoyable. Well, I want to thank the Virginia Distillery Co. for sending us this whiskey. You can find them at vadistillery.com. That is vadistillery.com. So thank you all again. You can also find them on the instagrams they're at va distillery i believe they're on facebook and twitter at va distillery as well you can find us on instagram at dad drinking bourbon twitter at bourbon dads facebook at dad drinking bourbon please leave us an open and honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink zeke where else can the folks find us good old nashville tennessee and now that fall is somewhat getting upon us most importantly football is upon us go dogs go cats cheers Ciao.